Okay, this is the follow-up. Oh man, all right, here we go. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. Last week we put out a video that talked about um, how we have to be prepared to receive Holy Communion, that, that there's actually some things that can prohibit us from receiving Holy Communion. In fact, if we're aware of mortal sin, if we're standing outside the church, if we're like in, not living a congruent life with Christianity, uh, if we're not a pra another way to say it is if we're not a practicing Catholic, if I'm aware of mortal sin and I have not yet gone to confession. Another way to say it, another one, I didn't even mention this, but if I've not fasted an hour before Holy Communion, I can't receive Holy Communion. I mean, that's another one. That's not a mortal sin. That's why sometimes people will say like, well, you know, Father, I want to go up and receive a blessing, but everyone's going to think that I've committed a mortal sin. Well, A, that's their problem because they shouldn't be watching and they shouldn't be making conclusions, drawing conclusions. B, it also could just be that you accidentally bit into a cookie before you went to Mass, right? Ultimately, what it comes down to, when it comes to the mortal sin thing, where I'm standing outside the church, I'm living a life in opposition to the Lord, um, that I need to go to confession, I need to repent before receiving Holy Communion. So, we already said that, we talked about that. It was a longish video, but here we are, because I wanna clarify some things. I was talking with a parent about this topic uh, before the video even came out, and at one point they said that, you know, their adult child, their grown child, had said, you know, because they had told their, their child, you know, you need to go to confession, um, if you haven't, haven't been a practicing Catholic, you need to go to confession before you receive Holy Communion. Um, because as the Lord himself, well, as God's word speaks through St. Paul, if you don't, you're guilty of murder of Jesus. Okay, so, and this young man said, um, oh, so you're saying the church doesn't want me. Oh, so I get it. There's, I'm not welcome in the church. The church doesn't want me. And I had to, um, even as his parent was relating this to me, I had to like push down some of the emotions. I'm not a very, I don't think I'm very hot-headed. And I had to like, mm-mm, nope. And I was like, that is, mm, that is, and I was just like, are you kidding me? I'm not welcome because the church actually has standards. I'm not welcome because Jesus himself, what does Jesus say? Jesus is, he's not welcome. He's not just welcome for everybody. He, he invites people. He says, come follow me. But keep in mind, when it came to following Jesus, there were conditions. In fact, the Gospels have this, conditions for discipleship. If you want to be my disciple, says the Lord, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. That it's not just do whatever you want, think whatever you want, act however you want, and then we're fine, we're all good. And there, of course, we have to understand this, right? So every single one of us, and this is not one particular sin, this is not one particular way that we, we, we fail to follow the Lord, this is every single one of us is in need of repentance, right? Every one of us, including the person talking to you right now, is in need of saying, okay, Lord, what parts of my life are, are what I want to do? And they're not conforming to your will. We have the online masses, right, on this platform, Ascension Presents. Um, and so there's a homily on the online masses, but I also do a podcast of the homilies, and that's at like UMD Newman, I think, on Spotify and uh, iTunes and all that stuff. One of the points I was making was, it's Ephesians chapter 5, and it's, you know, it talks about how St. Paul says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it says, wives submit to your husbands. Husbands love your wives. Right, everyone's favorite reading. Surrender to each other. Basically, marriage, in, in St. Paul's view, should be a race to see who can submit to the other. That husbands, submit to your wives. Surrender to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands. It should be a race to submit, a race to surrender. Now, how good of a spouse would you be, would one be, if they said, oh, no, no, of course, I, I surrender to my, my spouse all the time. Like whenever 
they want me to do something that I was already planning on doing, I will do it right away. Like, you know, right? That doesn't make any sense. Every time, oh man, I, I complete, I race to submit to my spouse. Um, whenever they ask me to do something that I was already planning on doing, I do it so fast. We realize that's, that's not the same thing, right? We realize that that is completely different, but that's how many of us approach our faith. We say that, yeah, as long as I already agree with Christ's teachings, we're good. As long as I already agree with the church's teachings, then I have no problem with that whatsoever. As long as it was something I was already planning on doing, I have faith. But that's not what it is to have faith. That's just <laughs> trying to find like a, a spiritual reason to do what I was already going to do. Faith, is, faith really comes into play when? Faith comes into play when I actually have to do what St. What Jesus, Jesus said to do, which is to deny myself, pick up my cross and follow after him, to say, actually, I'm not going to do what I wanted to do because, Lord, your word trumps my will. Father in heaven, your will trumps my will. Even Jesus prays this in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, you know, Father, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. So, so we realize this, right? So I'm not welcome in the church. Yes, you are. But you and I both, we all have to repent and go to confession in order to be reconciled with the Lord and with the church in order to receive Holy Communion. So someone could go on and say, well, why do I need to go to confession for that? You know, like I can have mortal sin and still go to Mass and still receive Holy Communion. A, you can go to Mass, please do. But B, not receive Holy Communion. Why? Because here is, you realize that the moment of receiving Holy Communion is a moment of intimacy, right? It's a moment where here is God who gives him us his very body and blood. It, I, I don't want to be too graphic here, but it is a moment that's akin to the most intimate moment in a couple's marriage relationship. Right? So we recognize that, that here is uh, this, this sexual embrace. The most intimate moment where the husband says to the wife, this is my body, and the wife says to the husband, and this is my body, given for you. At the Mass, at Holy Communion, that is what's happening. Now, how healthy would it be if this husband and wife had a rift, right? That the husband was living as if he wasn't really married, as the wife, if the wife was living as if she wasn't really married, if they had some kind of uh, division between the two of them, but they simply said, well, you know what, we're married, so let's enter the sexual embrace without any reconciliation first. We realize that that's not, that's not going to help anything. Like, that's actually going to hurt things. Because why? Because we're simply in this moment, we're willing to use each other in this moment of intimacy. And so this moment of intimacy becomes a moment of devastation, right? This moment of intimacy becomes a moment of division and another bus just brought by to interrupt this incredible deep moment I'm trying to make. This moment of intimacy is interrupted and it's not just interrupted, it's distorted and becomes a moment of division. And the same thing happens if I'm not reconciled to the Lord and to the church before receiving Holy Communion. Last thing. You know that the priests, priests have been given this uh, ministry of reconciliation, St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians. We know that Jesus also said um, to, the, to the apostles, he says, those who sins you, he's, he breathes on them in John chapter 20. He says, I breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Those whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Those whose sins you hold bound are held bound. And so this is a question some people have asked me. They've said, Father, have you ever had to hold bound? Have you ever had to like, someone's gone to confession, you haven't forgiven their sins? Um, because that's part of the job. That's, <laughs> Part of the ministry God has, Christ has given to his priests. Those whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Those whose sins you hold bound are held bound. I'm not going to judge people's hearts, 
but we must judge people's actions in certain situations. Certain situations we'd say, nope, I don't have to judge, I don't even have to get involved. But if someone's coming to me for confession and they're living a life contrary to the Lord and they're not intending to change, then basically it's saying, hey, can I come back without really coming back? The example is, I remember there was a couple times, and it's almost always the same thing, um, talking to a young man. This wasn't actually in confession. We were getting prepped for confession. He wanted to go to confession for a number of things that he really genuinely felt bad about, badly about. It's an adverb. It modifies the verb to feel. Anyways, but he was living with his girlfriend, and he had no intention of moving out. He had no intention of, of even beginning to kind of live as brother and sister and then to find their own places eventually. There's no intention whatsoever. He's like, no, I'm going to go back to live with her. And so I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. I tried to convince him, like try to be like, okay, but this is part of what conversion is. I can't say, God, I only want to forgive these sins, but I'm going to continue living in these other sins. And it was, I, you guys, it was one of, the, one of the most difficult moments for me as a priest. Like I've been with people as they're dying. I've been with people in the midst of grief. They've lost, lost their loved ones. I, I mean, just, it, there've been a lot of difficult moments in my, my life as a priest. These times when I have to say to someone who wants to be reconciled for some, th some things but is not willing to let everything go, not willing to actually repent, I would say is the hardest, the worst, more, worst moments of being a priest. Because I want to be what St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, a minister of reconciliation, but if someone doesn't want to come home, I can't make them come home. And so when it comes to like denying communion, when it comes to denying confession, I don't, think, I don't think anybody would ever take joy in it, but at the same time, it's part of the role that Christ entrusted to his priests. And again, not to judge hearts, but to judge um, actions, to assess actions, we'll say that, and to be able to say, um, I forgive you in the name of Christ, or in the name of Christ, go and convert, repent, and then come, come home. And that's what I got today and I hope it makes sense and I hope that you recognize like just the, that heart of the Father who wants all of us to come to him. But if we're going to come to him, we actually have to do what he's asked us to do. As Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. Which means all of us have to surrender and say, God, not my will, your will be done. Anyways, that's what I got from all this here to present. My name is Father Mike. God bless.